You're listening to the Hotter on Top podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for the woman that wants it all, the thriving business, the passionate love life, and the embodied inner radiance to have and hold it all with ease and pleasure. Every week, I will be giving you the behind the scenes on how you can run your own successful business without sacrificing your pleasure or spiraling into burnout. These tools and teachings are what I have used to accelerate my growth in the online space and go from working multiple jobs, hustling 12 hours a day, you name it, to channeling my genius into a potent business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to work whenever and however the fuck I want. Now I mentor my clients to carve out their own unique space in the industry and make a massive impact and income by being their most bold and turned on selves. Think of this podcast as your dose of deep business and personal development that will leave you with the juice and confidence you need to start taking action on your desires right fucking now. My goal for this podcast is to have you feeling turned on to create your own version of a pleasure-based business and tap into your deepest desires by unapologetically asking for what you want. Because I believe women feel hotter when they are on top. Hello, babes. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Hotter on Top podcast. I hope that you're having a beautiful week, beautiful day, morning, night, whatever, and wherever you're listening to this. Thank you for listening. So today I think is a very important episode and something that we don't talk enough about in our industry. I think we talk a lot about the wins, about all the happy moments, And we really steer away from these undesirable but inevitable moments in your business. Today, I'm talking about losing a client. (laughs) Today, I'm talking about client experiences and holding client disappointment. If you are a service provider, if you are a coach, healer, entrepreneur, um, any type of industry that you are working with clients especially in a more intimate relationship, there are definitely going to be moments where your clients are not going to be 100% satisfied or happy all the time. And I think that this is something that holds people back from having service-based, by becoming a service-based entrepreneur, coach, healer, mentor, whatever title that you want to put on this. So I think it holds people back from wanting to actually be in the industry because we come from these places of people-pleasing or um, codependency. And I say this with a lot of love because you girls been there, done that. And I think I'm actually going to be doing a whole episode on codependency in business and in coach-to-client relationships because it's very prominent and, again, something not talked about enough. So in this episode, I really want to give you some mindset shifts, especially if you feel like it's holding you back from building a business that is a more service-based business. If you feel like it's holding you back from stepping in fully into your power as a coach and you feel like maybe you're not completely stepping into your leadership, all of these pieces that are keeping you small 
basically. Um, hopefully I can bring some light to this, help you maybe see some things that maybe you didn't see before. And also I want to help give you some insight on how you can lessen these moments in your business, not completely prevent them because I'm going to say this right now. It's inevitable. It's inevitable when you are working with clients and experiences, they are subjective and there's just a lot of different experiences that can be had. And I'm going to be talking a little bit deeper about that in the episode. So lessen these experiences is the goal, but completely avoiding them is just not going to happen. So I want to help find some ways on how you can help prevent this, but also not bypass it because you cannot bypass it. So I think at the end of the day, what I've already talked about here, which is first things first, you cannot bypass this. Um, there are ways to prevent it and lessen it, but it's not something that you will never not experience. And so with that being said, let's normalize it. I know firsthand that coaches are not talking about this, that your mentors are not talking about this. And I know firsthand the people that you really admire that are these huge mentors and idols in the space, so to speak. Idol is probably not the best word, but you know what I'm saying. Like these big names have absolutely experienced this. They have lost a client. They've had unhappy clients. They have had bad reviews. They have had people wanting refunds. They have been there, done that, but it doesn't stop them. And so I think that because of marketing, because of messaging, because of et cetera, et cetera, like the lack of transparency in these, in the coaching industry and everything like that, like these moments are not talked about enough. So first off, if you're experiencing this or if you have yet to experience this, but it's something that is keeping you like in this freeze mode with your business, like first off, this is normal. Even the best coaches that you are loving on that you love to see that are having these amazing client testimonials that are having sold out programs, they have experienced this. You are not alone. It is normal because we absolutely, I'm going to say this with love, like we just can't please everyone. And so I think that this is when your business really reflects back to you the things that are wounds that have that you might be holding on to. And I think one of the most prominent ones that came up for me was people pleasing and codependency. And not only did I have to learn this within my relationships, but also my relationships with clients, right? And my relationship to my business. And a lot of the times when these things come up, it's because they're being a mirror back to us on what we need to improve on. Um, and when you are people pleasing or co codependent or you're feeling like you can like if you're feeling constantly that you are going to make a wrong move in your business or doing or you know piss a client off and you're walking around on eggshells like this is you are not in your leadership so this is something that you have to look at and be very real with yourself the reminder here is that experiences are very subjective and everybody's going to have a different experience because we all have different lived experiences, right? And I think one of the examples or analogies that I want to give you is thinking about like a movie, like a movie theater. Everybody goes to a premiere to a movie that is highly anticipated, has been highly marketed, et cetera, et cetera. They get in there. There are going to be people that are on 
a different spectrum and level of experience. There's going to be people that go in and go, that is the best movie I have ever seen in my life. They're going to leave that theater feeling like, man, I want to go back in there again. I want to buy another ticket. I'm ready to go for another round. Like, I want this. Then there's going to be people that are like, yeah, that was a good movie. I'm glad I paid the ticket. Glad I was here for the premiere. But I felt like some things could have been better. But, you know, or like maybe the popcorn wasn't very good. Or maybe I just want to be home right now because <laughs> because my <laughs> I just really want to sleep. I stayed at this premiere. Remember midnight premieres? That's a totally different tangent. But remember that? Anyway, good times, fun times. Anyway, <laughs> but and then there are going to be people on the other end that are like, I did not like this movie. That was a waste of my time. That was a waste of my money. I want the two hours <laughs> that I spent at this movie back, right? Um, and so why did they all have a different experience, right? Like, it's because we all have our own lens, right? We all have our own experiences and there's going to be people that really like things and vibe with things and vibe with you and vibe with your content and vibe with your coaching style. And then there's going to be people that aren't a great fit for it either. And I think that we constantly make it like mean something about ourselves. And that's the trap that I don't want to see you get into, right? And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about like the shame spiral, all those pieces. But for now, going back to this movie analogy, does it mean that this movie doesn't sell the best marketing, right? Like, does it mean that this movie isn't going to share all the amazing testimonials of people that watch this movie or from the New York Times or from Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the fuck, right? Like, no, they're still going to promote what is best. And so the reason why I give this analogy is because I see a lot of my clients, a lot of people in the industry talking about like, well, I don't want to almost like overpromise, right? And I think that we get confused with what is like over promise versus sharing what is available to people, um, sharing client testimonials, right? Because when you are just speaking your truth with client testimonials or your coaching style or anything like that, like that's not false marketing. That's not giving over promises. That's literally talking about the experience that people have had with you and you're inviting potential clients into that experience with you as well, right? So and what I like to think about this as well is that when you were talking about your coaching experiences, when you're talking about these client experience, et cetera, et cetera, like you're showing people what could be available to them. Now, they also have to decide if they are ready to step into that availability. But you as the coach get to kind of promote in a sense of like, hey, this is what could be possible for you. Not saying that this will be your direct result or not saying that this is going to be exactly your experience because remember, everybody has a different experience, but it could potentially be available to you if we are a good fit, right? It potentially could be available to you if you vibe with me and my content and my type of coaching, right? Et cetera, et cetera. So all that to say is like, I think something that I really had to take home with myself and learning that I had for myself, especially coming from a recovering people pleaser and codependent and all the things, like something that was said to me that really resonated that I constantly have to remind myself is that it's safe and okay to hold people's disappointment. 
I'm going to say that again. It's safe to hold people's disappointment. You do not have to rush. You do not have to jump and try and fix it because that is not actually in your leadership. That's a trauma response, right? That is you trying to go into fight or flight, freeze, whatever it is, right? Whatever your your type of response would be to something like this. If a client expresses disappointment or dissatisfaction or something of those lines, an undesirable feeling or outcome, right? It's not your job to essentially jump to fix it. Nothing is ever an emergency. Um, unless you're like actually like an emergency 911 operator or something like that, like nothing in your business as a coach is an emergency. And you should be able to find those boundaries and lines within your business, especially if you're doing more like coach to client um, messaging between calls, et cetera, et cetera. You want to make sure that you are having your own kind of energetic boundaries, guidelines, everything like that. But at the end of the day, nothing is an emergency. You have time to let it marinate. You have time to let that disappointment digest. You have time to come to a solution with this client. Um, so this is really an opportunity. And I would more so invite you into thinking about what can you do to meet this client without bypassing your boundaries, without trying to overcompensate. And I think this is the hardest piece when it comes to people pleasing. And this is why I really invite you to find support, to find a coach, to find somebody that can reflect this back to you. Because I think it's just, especially when you come from this type of conditioning of people pleasing, everything like that. And if you're socialized as a woman, like this is very prominent as well. Your instant thing is to be like, what can I do? What did I do wrong? How can I fix this? Like that is the instant response. And that might lead you to making decisions that are not in alignment with your boundaries. And your job essentially in these moments is to come back into your leadership, to come back into your integrity. So that might look like, hey, I need to do some nervous system regulation. I need to take a step back. I need to just let this digest. I need to take a day, whatever it may be, to to let it marinate. And, um, you know, this might be an opportunity to like, if a client expresses like dissatisfaction or maybe they want to end the container with you or anything like that, you, this might be an opportunity to be like, hey, I hear you. I'm going to send you an email in 24 hours or, Hey, I hear you. Let's jump on a call and let's talk about it. And we can, we can talk about it then, right? You don't need to have an instant response and it doesn't need to be perfect all the time. And you don't need to jump into that urgency. Instead, I would really <laughs> invite you to sit in the discomfort of it and let yourself feel the feels before you go and try and find repair with a client. So again, this comes back to also making sure that you are prioritizing the client experience while maintaining your boundaries, right? So this means that since you are not jumping to the urgency, it makes sure that you're not going to say or do or act in a certain way that is coming from a trauma response, that is coming from a place that, again, is not in alignment. Um, 
with what you're actually, how you actually want to show up as a leader, as a business owner. So this is really an opportunity to take a step back and also end on a good note, right? I think that something that I have always had the value of like, I am never going to convince or force someone to stay in a container with me. I'm never going to do that, right? And I think that there are systems that you have to put in place in your business to decide what is going to be good for you and your nervous system, right? Like, doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy to just like say no and be like, oh, I don't want to be in contract with you or like break contract easily. There should still be some guidelines because at the end of the day, if you're in a coaching client relationship, there's going to be moments where shit's uncomfortable, right? Like coaching can be uncomfortable. And there's sometimes that like your coach will say things that maybe is like, Ooh, like I didn't like that that was reflected back to me, but I needed to hear it. Right? <laughs> like, Oh, I didn't like that. Like, you know, moment, but like, also I did need to hear that for my growth. Right. And so instead of having something that's so easily just accessible of like, no, I'm going to fire this person, like making sure that your client has time to also digest certain things and have the understanding that like shit might get uncomfortable in a container. And then at the other end of it, making sure that like you're always going to, I know for me, I always put the human first. That's how I run my business. So I never bypass like how the humans in my containers feel. And I'm going to make sure that like I'm doing the best that I can and that we are on the same page, that there's an open line of communication and that there's anything that needs to happen. Like if anything needs to be repaired or cleared or whatever, like I'm down for. That's prioritizing the client experience. And at the end of the day, making sure that like, even if they did decide to end things or if things didn't end on like a slightly good note, you want to make sure that you at least feel like you're ending on a good note, that you feel that you have extended enough to this client that you felt in alignment with and not from a place of scarcity of trying to keep them, not from a place of um, an alignment or overcompensation or proving energy. You want to make sure that you are just cleanly, like almost like energetically cleanly detaching from that that client um, if you were to end a container or doing something like that, right? So let's talk a little bit about how to lessen these moments. I think one of the biggest ones that I see a lot of people kind of ending containers with is making sure that you're embodied in what you were teaching. There are so many people that are teaching amazing things, but then behind the scenes when people actually pay them money, they're not embodied in that and they're not holding their client to those types of standards that they were preaching online. And there's such a disconnect. And unfortunately that happens a lot. That happens a lot in our industry. And you have to identify like as a client, you have to make sure that asking yourself the right questions of like, is this person, do I feel like they're transparent? Do I feel like I know them enough? Can I trust my own intuition with this? Right making sure that not only you are embodied, but like if somebody, if you are going to hire a coach, making sure that they're embodied in what they're teaching and how can you discern that for yourself? Being the second thing here I have is being clear and upfront about expectations, kind of tempering expectations. I think in a coaching to client relationship, coach to client relationship, there is an element of a co-collaborative space because essentially the client would come to you 
for things that they want to improve on or need help or guidance on, right? And so they're kind of like, you're setting the container, but the the client is actually coming in and being like, this is what I want to work on. And so you have to communicate to them of like, this is a co-collaborative space. This is, you know, setting the expectations, basically. Like, what do you need? Where does the client need to be before you can sign them onto a coaching container? Where do they need to be in their life? What responsibility do they need to step into? And I think this is where, again, we blur the lines of like, where codependency can come in, can kind of creep in in coaching spaces is because we don't, like, I think a lot of coaches just don't see their clients as self-responsible, fully bodily autonomy adults, because that's what they are. They can make their own decisions. They can decide if things aren't working for them. And they can also decide, like, if they're actually going to take action and integrate the teachings and coaching that you guys are doing, right? And there has to be an element of self-responsibility for your clients and for yourself. So making sure that you are communicating that in your content, in your contracts, in any emails that you send, um, and also setting the container with that expectation. I write this a lot in my copy on my website. I have a whole section about, you know, client expectations almost, and that basically like, hey, I'm going to meet you, but you also have to come meet me. Like, I can't do the work for you. And I think setting some type of expectation like that is going to make it very clear as well for what they're signing up for. Also asking for feedback often and checking in. I think that we really fear doing this and that we're like not an expert enough or blah, blah, blah. But like, honestly, again, going back to them being a self-responsible adult, they do, they have the responsibility to communicate to you if something's not working for them. Right. And you have to almost, sometimes people need a little bit more permission and a nudge, especially if you work with a lot of like people who were socialized as women, like you have to be able to almost like check in with them a little bit and not from like this sense of neediness or overcompensation or anything like that, but just don't be afraid to do a temperature check. Like, Hey, like, how's everything feeling for you so far? Like we're a month in, how's everything feeling? I want to check in with your goals. I want to check in with how you, everything's kind of going, what worked, what didn't work this time. And let's use that evidence and information and adjust accordingly. And then also asking for feedback at the end of your containers or midway through your containers, checking in with them. I even ask for feedback off of connection calls, right? Because I want to see if there's any blind spots that I'm not seeing, right? And again, like, I think this comes back to like, yes, experiences are subjective, but if you're getting a lot of feedback that's giving you the same type of things over and over again, this is an opportunity to listen to that and improve as a business owner, right? And you have to decide whether you're going to actually take and integrate that feedback. And that would be my invitation to you. Like you have to decide because sometimes maybe you're going to get some undesirable feedback and you have to discern like, hey, is this actually real for me? And is this something I want to improve on or just, or mm, do I want to kind of take this with a grain of salt, right? But again, if you're getting that same type of feedback over and over from different clients, 
then that's definitely something to look at. Okay. (laughs) We're not bypassing that. We always want to be improving our client experiences and our coaching containers, right? Because the more happy client testimonials you get, the easier will be to build a business. So I really invite you to be mindful about these things around catching yourself on the shame spiral that can happen when you lose a client or a client is not feeling happy with the services so far. So you want to check in with yourself and make sure that you're kind of leaving like your shit at the door with a client, making sure that you're also not letting them penetrate like something that might not be true for you. I do believe that clients are mirrors and a lot of the times it can reflect back to us insecurities or things that may come up. But at the end of the day, a client or anyone really cannot really make you feel a certain way about yourself or about your qualifications or your experience or your business. So kind of energetically putting that boundary in to make sure that you're not falling into this shame spiral of like, if you lose a client or a client's not happy, you're going, oh my God, I'm a bad fucking coach. I'm never doing this again. Blah, blah, blah. Like go back and find the evidence of clients that were happy. And maybe, maybe you're at a place where you don't have a lot of clients yet or have had a lot of client testimonials. Go into the content that you produced. Look at the engagement. Look at people that you've impacted through your avenues of working together. Think about the free things that you've offered where people gave you positive direct feedback that you impacted them in some way. Ground back into that and make sure that you're kind of like detaching from this one client, right? Detaching like your whole worth as a coach, as a business owner, whatever it may be from this client and reflecting on what you learned from the experience. So I think that something that I've learned along the way is that there were some things in my contracts that weren't super clear. Um, there were some things about, um, some transitions and pivoting that I did in my business that didn't completely catch up to the clients that um, signed with me, right? And then paying attention to some of maybe the red flags that came up, right? Um, And taking that in as like evidence of like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to make this mistake again, that I'm going to stand in my power, that I'm going to stand in my leadership as a coach, and I'm going to be able to look at these things and go, okay, maybe this person wasn't great fit from the start, right? And sometimes when it comes to um, client experiences, you might not know exactly what that is. Like, you know, you can extend feedback and everything like that, but at the end of the day, if they don't really give you a whole lot to go off of, it, it's one of those things that you just have to learn how to detach from it, right? And making sure that you know what's true in your heart. And I think one of the biggest things that for me is reminding myself, and you can use this as well for yourself, because I know if you're listening to this, you probably really resonate with this, is like, I'm a good person. Like at the end of the day, like I'm a good person. I would never like put somebody in a position that is going to hurt them or harm them or anything like that. Right. So making sure that you kind of come back to like, 
I'm always going to put my values first. I'm always going to put the human first. I'm always going to make sure that I feel in alignment and good in my energy and myself before I even start to work with this client, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this comes back to kind of tying it all together and reestablishing your boundaries and grounding into what is actually available for you. Um, something that I really resonate with is making out a list of like what I'm available for versus what I'm not available for. So, you know, I'm not available for clients that are not going to be all in that aren't ready for the investment. I'm not available for, um, and then you could do this for yourself, right? Like I'm not available to fall into people pleasing. I'm not available for letting a dissatisfied customer make me feel like I am not worthy of owning my business, right? Et cetera, et cetera. So I think that, of course, this takes a lot of self-awareness. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of just trial and error. And at the end of the day, what I really want you to take home from this episode is that this is normal. Everyone goes through this in business, no matter what type of business you are in. If you're a service provider, if you're working with clients, you've absolutely experienced this on some level, right? It is normal to lose clients. It's normal not to vibe with every client. It's normal to feel like maybe this client isn't a good fit, or maybe they're feeling like I'm not a good fit, right? It's normal. It's okay. (laughs) So kind of releasing that judgment and shame, I think, is one of the biggest pieces here for you to step into your leadership. So you have to discern what is going to feel best for you. Find some things out. Work it out. Do some trial and error. Again, we all learn from these experiences, experiences happening to us and making sure that we can find the learnings of it at the end of the day, because that's ultimately what's going to help you as a business owner, right? And I think that if you're questioning, if you're a good coach or if you're a good business owner, like if you're listening to this episode and if you feel like you resonate with a lot of this, like, and you're very self-aware around these pieces, and of course you want your clients to have a better experience, et cetera, et cetera, like you're, you're doing good. (laughs) You're doing good. You're doing great. Okay. So I'm going to end this episode here, but thank you guys so much for listening. And if you, I'm going to just plug this really quickly here is that if you want to learn more about client experiences, the systems behind client experiences and how to prevent these things from happening in your business, I am launching a new program. It's going to be a very intimate group container. This is nothing like I've ever offered before. So if you've been on the fence of working with me and you felt like there was just nothing kind of piquing your interest and that it didn't really vibe with where you were at in business, I think this will be the perfect program for you. It's a perfect hybrid between a self-paced course and my high-end coaching And it's going to be for a fraction of the price of my high-end coaching. So I am so excited to offer it. Enrollment's going to start in May, and I'm going to be talking a little bit more about it as it gets closer. I'm going to plug the waitlist down in the show notes. So if you want to be the first to know, you can join the waitlist down there. But all in all, so happy that you are listening to this episode, and I cannot wait to chat with you next week. Bye, loves.
Thank you so much for investing your time by listening to today's podcast and take an extra moment to celebrate yourself for prioritizing your pleasure and your business growth. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so honored if you could share a screenshot on your stories and tag me at Becca Jo Kavanaugh on Instagram and leave this podcast a rating and review so we can share all of this goodness with more women who deserve to have and hold it all. If you want to keep the party going, you can join the Bold Biz Bitches Facebook group for even more juice and free behind the scenes trainings. If you're ready to go to the next level, you can learn how to work with me inside my intimate one-on-one container or self-paced offerings with the links down in the show notes. Sending you all the good pleasure juices for the week, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah.